Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Three, two, one. Do you know what I feel like doing? Fighting some bad guys? I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I am your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things multiversal, and I'm joined by my co-host. What up, guys? Is his, is his Toby Maguire's Venom to my Tom Holland. What up, guys? Aiming the mic. Dang, I thought you were going to go like we're like a nice little Toby and Andrew, Toby and Tom, you know, just I thought you were going that way. No, I'm like, you know, you could be the bad Venom, I'd be the good Venom. The one that Fair enough, but I did have that 70s show. But before we get into today's pod, I'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. Now, with a new year comes new pods. And of course, because DJ AIM took it to heart when people said New Year, New Me, he finally decided to watch Spider-Man No Way Home, and it is now time to dive into our full review of this legendary movie. Better late than never. You know, maybe people saw it multiple times. Maybe people could stop sucking the movie's dick, maybe. Whoa. Whoa, whoa. But, you know, I, I got a lot of chess. I, I actually took notes for this episode. Kayla was surprised that I took notes on it. He scribbled. I scribbled, I scribbled, I scrabbled, but you know what? I want your, um, yeah, I need, I need the people not to be thrown off once I go at their presses of the movie. So how about yeah. you, how about you let the people in first, have them, give them a little snapple, make them relax before I start yelling, screaming, kicking them out of the movie theater. You're like the little chihuahua that will bite your ankles when, if you come over to my house and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, he don't bite. But then I let him out and he just starts going after everybody. No, 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 no. Exactly. So. Whenever I first watched the movie, I said to you, or after you watched the movie, I said, this movie doesn't feel real. Like this movie, in a good way, in a good way, where it was like, we we got the return of not only the villains of previous Spider-Man movies, but we also got the return of Andrew and Toby. I'm not going to say spoilers right now because... How many weeks has it been since this movie dropped? I think we're out of the spoiler zone. Granted, if you're clicking on this, it's a Spider-Man. Or whatever we name it, Caleb's probably getting a name. He didn't like No Way Home. Like, he's going to make me look bad. <laughs> the but, light bulb uh, just went off. <laughs> um, But you see No Way Home, you know what you're getting yourself into. So, like, come on, guys. Exactly. And, you know, let's first start with dissecting, I'd want to say, the villains first. The villains, then we'll get into the big dogs of returning spider people, I should Mm -hmm. say. And then we'll get into more of like the nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah, the heavy details. So in this movie, much like we forecasted, we got the villains of Dr. Octopus. We got what's your name? Otto Octavius. (laughs) That can't be real. It was such a great time. But we also got Electro. We got the Lizard. We got Sandman. And of course, we got Green Goblin. Now, and if you want to count the tree, the evil tree. Do you do the evil tree? You don't remember that part of the movie? No. So whenever um, Tom was hunting down Electro and he shot his web to like capture Electro. Oh, the tree, the tree, yes, and, yes, and yes. He's yes. like, is that an evil tree or something? He's like, no, it's just a tree. But seeing these characters come back, 
you talk about fan service. This movie is fan service, I believe. I love how you said this because on my list, I call this movie fan service the movie. It's basically it is. What it is. It's basically what it is. It really is. And I do want to say for everything that it's worth, you know, I, I think I've said sometimes, much like we talk about like Batman coming back like every five years, it's a new Batman and we get the, oh, your parents died. We get it. Chill. Like, <laughs> relax. Yeah, we we laugh. But, right. but we are. But we got the reversal. I think you called this. I said Happy was dead. You said Aunt May. I called my shot. I called it. You did. And she also will give you bonus points, even though you didn't really say this, but I'll give you bonus points. She said the line with great power also comes great responsibility. So here's my nick. Okay, I'll let you finish because I have something to talk yeah. about that line. Yes, of course. Um, but I want to talk about the villains because, you know, we're getting too far. No pun intended. Far from home. No way home. Whatever. Enough of the dad jokes. Enough. So getting Alfred Molina back as Doc Ock. We'll talk about the first villain we, we see in this movie. The first villain we see was Peter, first of all. Let's get that out of the way. He's the one who <laughs> caused all this. Yeah, he was the one who did all of this. He, he really did. But seeing him come back and reprising his role. And we also did say, point for me, all these villains were plucked from the moment right before they died fighting Spider-Man. That was a good plot detail because it also left the balance, which is the essentially the whole plot of the movie was they were trying to heal the villains of their flaws, I should say, much like the microchip in the back of Doc Ock's neck, much like the Green Goblin with his whole reaction to the serum, also to Electro and so on and so forth, Sandman, Lizard, all that. Taking those villains from the moment before they die is one thing, but also sending them back as if to say, you know what? We don't care about you. You're evil anyway. You were supposed to die. Like, hey, like it, it'd be like that sometimes. That created the imbalance in the movie where it was like, all right, I see why these villains are evil. But if there's a way to send them back, which is also a big plot hole that I want to discuss with you later on in the pod. But the whole... Seeing Alfred Molina back, Jamie Foxx, seeing Willem Dafoe. New and improved Jamie Foxx. New and improved with the fresh fresh cut, my guy. Like your cut, G. But I also want to point out <laughs> where we... Got to snap the back. Got to slap it. But I saw a thing, and I don't know how true this is. Maybe we can confirm it with you. Um, whenever we seen Sandman and we seen The Lizard, we seen old footage of them that were yes. shot. Yes, that's 100% what it is, and that's one of my nitpickies of this movie. Hence why, but they did do the voiceover for the characters as they appear. That is why, for most of the movie, we've seen Sandman in his sand form, for lack of better terms, and we also seen the lizard in his reptile form, lizard form, technically. But that is why we've seen them. They did do the voiceover fresh, but the shot of him in the, I must say, the Eiffel Tower, the Statue of Liberty where we seen Sandman come back as a human that was from the original Spider-Man 3. You, you, you talking about this is getting me more upset about this movie. Oh God. I can't with the, my two cents about this. But, alright. Before we get we start trash, before you start trashing this movie, I'll put it in that term. I love this movie. But, what did you think about the villains? 
was it good enough? Did you want more? Did you want less? I honestly said it was fan service the movie. Like every Spider Man I'm a comic book nerd. Through and through. Spider Man, it's a street level hero at the end of the day. And I feel like That hurt me. And I feel like now because Marvel needs to st- every Marvel movie needs to be some universal shattering villain. And I feel like it didn't need to be a universal shattering movie. I it could have been one granted Here's one of my nitpicks. Um, the original plot was supposed to be Craven the Hunter. He was supposed to be the main villain of this movie until Sony got involved because Sony saw how I'm not Sony Marvel saw how Sony is getting that into the Spider Verse money, and they're like, we want to do something like that. And I feel like for me, that kind of ruined it. I call I still enjoyed it. I call this movie a six out of ten. But um, wow, yeah, you're surprised about that, but you know. I, I feel like it could have been less of the villains, or it could have been it could have been a, it could have been the same amount of villains, but it didn't have to be Doctor Octavius. It it didn't have to be a different universe. Like I said, it didn't have to be universe shattering. It just could have been all these other villains coming out of the woodwork, knowing who Peter is. It could have been um, Vulture. Um, it could have been Scorpion because we saw them from um, from Homecoming. You could so have- you're saying use the villains we already seen. From Tom Holland's universe versus pulling them from Toby yeah, and, and it didn't have to. Yeah, and, and you could have done the same thing with at the end of it. I wish I would forget forget Peter Parker, but no universal shattering thing. So I want my mm. Spider-Man as street level. That's like my big thing. Because when's the last time we seen Scorpion and um and um uh Vulture? We saw that tease at the end, and then we never seen them in No Way Home or uh, Far From Home. If you played Spider-Man on the PlayStation, you did see Scorpion. Oh my gosh, stop. And Vulture. And Vulture. But I do want to point out, and you know, you bring up the spell of everyone's supposed to forget who Peter Parker is. And I pitched this to you, at least I think I did. And hear me out. Hear me out. And you know how spells are always based in technicalities and the exact wording. Oh, I know where you go. You did tell me this after I watched the movie. Doctor Strange said when he cast the spell, he said, everyone in the world will forget who Peter Parker is. That is at the end of the movie. It's not who Spider-Man is. It is who Peter Parker is. Hence why at the end of the movie, you always see like the Daily Bugle talking about Spider-Man still. Yeah. Oh, happy. But- they didn't know who Peter was. After exactly. But um, no, I, and I and you get in, you're like, who? sorry, go ahead. I'll let you say it. Since it's your so the, the idea that I have is, and this goes on into Secret Wars and all that, people in the world, and they made it a point at the start of the movie, whenever Peter was getting interrogated by whoever, FBI, whatever you no, want to call it. DEA, damage control, come on. Whoever, they got three <laughs> letters, it's all the same, but... He was getting interrogated and he said, oh, just call Nick Fury. He knows, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Nick Fury is off world. I don't think, especially with Marvel being Marvel, they wouldn't just drop that line as if to say, you know what? It don't matter. Like, it's just a throwaway line. I think there's a purpose behind it. And my pitch is Nick Fury will know who Tom Holland, Peter Parker, he'll know that Spider-Man. Thor will know. The Guardians will know. Captain Marvel, potentially. But that's that's kind of like my Wait. far shoot there. But what are your thoughts on that? First, because you, you say it wasn't a throwaway line, but yet in Far From Home, they said the same thing with Thor. 
and they're like, oh, he's off-world. So it's like, that was a throwaway line. So maybe... I just think with Nick Fury being... With Nick Fury being Nick Fury, like he'll find a way to like just be like, "Oh yeah, I, I know who you are." So here, so here's my thing because I seen I'm a child. I I seen um during quarantine last year. I saw a lot of Spider Man animated shows, and there was one that recently came out, and I say recently, like 2012. And it was Spider Man in the animated series where Nick Fury has a team that needs to work together, and Nick Fury already knows who Peter Parker is. Who Spider Man is, and he's like, I need you to lead these teams. And there's like Nova, Iron Fist, uh, Iron Fist. Um, who's the uh, who's the black guy from the Netflix series? Luke Cage. Luke Cage, and all that. And I'm like, that'd be cool if they. McFerry has a new Avengers, Young Avengers, and Spider Man. He's like, I need you to lead this team. Mm. But um, like I said, I like that idea a lot. Granted, because if that's true, then I would like to do what they did on the TV sh- on the kids TV show. And, like, it can only apply to Nick Fury. Like, if you really want to get technical, it can kind of just be, like, the leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. or what was S.H.I.E.L.D. The one who kind of... Leader of Hydra, you mean. Leader of Hydra. Hydra, S.H.I.E.L.D., you know. But, like, the guy that assembled the Avengers at first could Mm -hmm. be the guy that still remembers. Yeah. Now, you bring up, you know, Netflix's MCU thing. We always talked about whenever those shows were finished and or canceled, how will they be treated moving forward? We saw Kingpin and Hawkeye. We did, but we also seen somebody familiar from that series, aka the person who the whole series is named after, Matt Murdock. Bam Punisher. Bam Punisher. I wish, but it. We saw Daredevil, Matt Murdock, and, and Heath Ledger. Oh yeah, and Heath Ledger. Yeah. But <laughs> the and you brought this up, and I even whenever I watched the movie, like I was like. Did they just not explain this? They just were kind of like, yeah, he needs a lawyer. Boom, Daredevil, Matt Murdock. He catches the brick. And he's I'm like, really how'd you do lawyer. that? I'm yeah, really and he's like, I'm a good lawyer. And then end of scene. I-, I was sitting there like, hold, like, can we just breathe for a minute? Can we talk more? And I'll, I'll get more into th- that part specifically when I run down this movie and tear it up. And this, and when I tear it up, Kalo's just gonna be looking at this movie with a whole new lens. Like, granted, you said you saw it like twice already, right? Yeah, I did. I saw it once, and I let it just excite me. I just watched it as a credit critic because I'm an asshole. That's who I am at the end of the day. But you can't let me enjoy Spider Man. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, but no, I agree with you in that part. That like that was just like instant like i wish we saw like a court scene and you see him walk in spider-man by himself he doesn't have a lawyer and then boom mad murder comes up funny enough funny enough the 2003 daredevil um um happy was actually um froggy yeah in that movie which i thought was a great um in the same room i wish happy was like you kind of look like somebody i knew like they just did one like Slinch thing, I would have loved that that movie. Multiverse of Madness, it could happen. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Well, we can't call him happy anymore. We have to call him sad. Yeah, he do be sad. I do he, be sad too. He broke. Uh, uh, Mary, Mary Jane. Wow. Well, uh, and May broke his heart, and then at the end of the movie, he loses her. Just like this, this man can't be happy. He, he lost his best be. friend. He lost his best friend in the in um, Endgame, and then was yeah. you know, like shit. Damn. It's like my heart goes out to him. Yeah, but. I want to talk now about Green Goblin because like all the other guys are like just there for the ride, which really is. But uh, Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe absolutely killed it. I, Highlight I, of the movie. I, I think um, Doc Ock killed the movie. 
Yeah. I thought I, I especially I think he was one of the best villains in the movie. The fact when the nanotag came, once we saw that in the trailer, everyone thought that he was gonna use the nanotag into his favor, but then and Peter Parker has Bluetooth. He's like, Oh, I got your arm. Okay, hey. That was funny. That was that was more Spider-Man than any other Spider-Man. He's like, I got your arm. We're gonna go this way. Come on. Stop. That was really great. And one of the better better, better parts of the movie. Now, I want to talk about a part of this movie that made it seem like whenever I said this movie wasn't real, where this movie did not seem like a Marvel movie. And that is the scene where Peter and the Green Goblin are facing off in Happy's apartment. Now, we see Peter Parker channel his inner PlayStation Peter Parker using moves from the game. But we also seen Green Goblin Batista bomb Spider-Man through like four floors of that apartment. Are we forgetting where he just straight up laughed and took punches like a champ, which was just fantastic? That was the point in the movie where I verbally said, what the heck is happening? Because that That was Heath Ledger right there. That was a Heath Ledger moment. That encapsulates who the Green Goblin is. That also yeah. encapsulates how Willem Dafoe plays the Green Goblin. Oh, 100%. And I feel like that, that character could never be brought back in a movie unless it's uh, Willem Dafoe. Because he, he's a legendary actor and he brings that comic book character to life. We talked about how um, Hugh Jackman, it's, we can't, he is um, Logan. How Robbie Downey Jr. is Iron Man, Tony Stark. Willem Dafoe is green goblin he killed that role he did a great job the one that picked people had in the movie theater is like he's human how is he just taking these punches i'm like and if you guys saw the toby Maguire movie he took the equivalent to the super surgical and they said oh you're gonna get super strained and all these adjects so that made sense but granted these all these boomers don't watch toby movies because fuck us right when they should have watched it because it came out during their time but I do want to bring to attention, you had a question in regards to the tower, the mystical tower. Who bought the tower? Who? Oh, yeah, before, yes, yes, yes Who? Yes. Who it belongs to. And, and we find out that Oscorp does not exist in this universe yet at this time. Well, allow me to indulge your your interest a little bit. You know, there were rumors that the Fantastic Four would be the ones buying the tower. There were mm-hmm. rumors that, like, hey, it'd just be a tower nowadays. Yeah. But... There was allegedly, and this is heavily rumored, this is not concrete, but it's worth talking about. If it's coming from KLO, it's concrete, guys. Of course. That's how it be. See, you finally understand me. But there was a heavy rumor that there was another post-credit scene planned for this movie. The post-credit scene would feature Peter Parker Googling who um, Henry Osborn is. Henry? No. Why am I blanking on his name? Oh, my. I'm gonna say Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> oh my god! I'm I'm literally having like one of those reboot. Like I cannot figure out. It's Henry Norman Osborne. Oh my god! Wow, oh, fake fan. I'm blanking today. I, I, was, I was waiting for you to say. I was Henry was you. his son, right? No, Harry was his son. Harry, I knew it was an H, Triple H, any H, whatever. But the post credit scene would feature Peter Parker Googling Norman Osborn as if to scout who this person is, is, is if he is in the MCU. Now, he would then find out that Norman Osborn is like a techie. He's kind of like, like a trying startup to be, company right now. He's trying to be the next Iron Man. I believe also in the comics, he, he does. does yeah, he, becomes, he, he becomes and also in the TV and the animated TV shows, he does become the next Iron Man. He does become the next Iron Man and or he leads like um like an 
kind of anti-Avengers, like the anti-heroes type deal. I believe something like that happens. But that would be the post credit scene, as if to say, like, all right, this is what's going to be happening. He does exist in the MCU. Oscorp does. And I believe at some point we will be getting an MCU version of the Green Goblin versus Spider-Man. Whether it be Tom Holland or not, I don't know. It has to be Tom Holland. It has to be. But but there was the idea of a post credit scene of Tom Holland, Peter Parker, Googling who... Don't even get me started with the post credit scenes. Like I have that in a whole. Well, one of them was a trailer, so I don't really count that as like. Yeah, no, no, that was that was dumb. That, that was. But this now leads us to the point of the big returns of this movie. While Green Goblin and Doc Ock were legendary, I also like to give credit to the rest of the villains: Electro, Reptile, Lizard. Reptile, you know, Reptar, Reptar. It could be Reptar for all we Rawr. know. Sandman, all those returns were great, but I believe the one thing that overshadowed everything, which is kind of like, it's kind of like the CM Punk to AEW thing where everyone's like, we don't know if it's going to happen, but like it's, you can kind of assume it's going to happen. Worst kept secret. Worst kept secret. And that was the return of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield reprising their roles as Peter Parker, AKA Spider-Man respectively. Now, they did the pointing meme. Let's get that out of the way. They did the three Spider-Man not, not, point. Not the way we wanted it. Not the way did. we wanted, but they kind of um, did it. So we, we don't cancel the movie. Kalo does not cancel the movie. Remember I said if they didn't do it, I would riot. But they kind of did it, so I'll let it pass. I'm surprised. I, I thought you were going to riot since they didn't do it properly. Nah, I, I'll give them. I'll let them. I'll let them go. I also give them the fact that Toby was like, he comes in, he's like, I just don't tell people I'm Spider-Man. Like, what were you guys? Like, that was great. He kept it so simple. He's just yeah. like, bro, just don't. Like, yeah. like, what are you doing? But seeing Andrew come back, and I'll, we'll start with Andrew because, you know, Toby is like a whole other story. Seeing Andrew come back, playing Peter Parker and Spider-Man, you can tell how much this guy loved that role. You can tell, like, just the way he was acting, the way that he was interacting and being so, like, animated in the way he spoke and interacted with other people. One thing, one thing, he lost his New York accent. The fact that he hasn't been playing a New York character for the longest time. I heard British and then I'm like, this is throwing me off. It do be like that. But seeing him come back and there was that interaction in Ned's grandma's apartment between. That was a funny part. I did enjoy that. Andrew and Toby. No, I love the fact when the Nana was like, can you grab that uh, spider web for me? It's like, let's ignore the fact that this man just came through a portal and is now hanging off your wall. Well, Ned brought him into the portal, first of all. Fair enough. Ned is a wizard, confirmed. You're a but wizard, Ned. You're a wizard, Ned. But um, now, let's talk about Toby. Let's talk about the boy, Toby. Youth Pastor Toby. <laughs> Youth Pastor Toby. Funniest. That was hilarious. But I like the fact that they didn't give us him in the suit right away. They didn't because they knew that's what we were waiting for. But the interaction that Andrew and Toby had right off the bat, where they were like, kind of like, get a room, you two, like, come on. Like. Exactly. But like, it was, they were trying to measure or like, it's like the biggest pissing contest between <laughs> like the two as if to say, all right, you kind of, you're Spider-Man, but like, are you the best Spider-Man? That is the real question. It's like, are you the bestest boy? 
Exactly. And whenever they're slinging webs at each other, I mean, like, it was so dope to see that interaction. Something you never really thought you would see in a movie. Just like, you know what? I hear, I hear Carol talking about this movie, and he sounds like every other person sucking this movie's dick. Oh, every my gosh. second he gets, and I just can't. I. I was blinded by nostalgia. I'll give it that. I was bl- at the first viewing. I was straight up like that movie could do no wrong. That movie just the movie can do the movie did wrong. Movie I know did. you have your list. We'll get to that in time. But I do want to talk about now the final battle. I know we're kind of jumping and there's a lot more we can dive into. But the overall broad review is this. Now, the final battle Statue of Liberty. Statue of America, first of all. Statue of America. Imagine they revised that now. But. Well, they have the shield, so of course it's called. You know what? Fair Captain, America, Captain America is living in the shield. You know how in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, people are like, oh, he's living in the moon. No, he's living in the um, Statue of Liberty now. Hey, he very well could. If you play GTA 4, there was uh, an Easter egg where there's an actual beating heart in the Statue of Liberty if you go yeah, up into it. It's Cap's heart. But it's Cap. So, no Cap. Now, the final battle scene, we got the confirmation that that leaked trailer footage of Reptile, I keep calling him Reptile, getting confused with Mortal Kombat, where Lizard gets kicked in the face by someone who's invisible, a.k.a. John Cena, turned out to be Andrew Garfield. Also, the leaked footage of them on scaffoldings, it, it was confirmed there. That was Those were the shots. But what did you think of this final scene? What did you think of the final battle and just everything that encapsulated in this moment? Um, I'm going to save that. I'm going to let you do it because I oh. tear that down. No, I, I, I have a oh whole my list. God. This movie ain't safe. I'm going to have to take out my headphones when you talk because it's like you're talking bad about puppies at this <laughs> point to me. So I'll get this out of the way and then I'll finally let you rip. I want to point out the interactions between Toby and Andrew and Tom where they were talking about one, how Tom went to space, fought aliens. And then and- or Toby was like, I kind of fought an alien. He was made of black goo, referencing Venom. And yeah, he was from space. Oh, I, I would never, I want to say this part because this is actually something I really enjoyed. So everyone knows in the original Toby Guar movie, Toby hurts his back and that that stops post credit scene it stops the um the, the rolling of spider-man 2 and spider-man 2 he references that when he falls down the building out my back shooting at the company toby says my back kind of hurts and they're like why well, you fix that for you which i thought if you crack this back yeah like if you don't know the whole reference of cracking the back which a lot of people didn't but those who are fans know that oh he hurt his back in real life which was br- brilliant it's so great those little callbacks but um Whenever Andrew was like, oh, you know, I've never fought an alien before. I just fought a guy in like a rhino suit. Like, it's whatever. He was very sad. And then this is my little like, get your tinfoil hats on. But when Toby said, you're amazing. Amazing Spider-Man 1. You're amazing. Amazing Spider-Man 2. No, you're amazing. Say it. He's like, I'm amazing. So that meant... At least there was speculation amongst fans, wild speculation, I might add, that Andrew might be getting his third Amazing Spider-Man movie featuring his version of Venom, who, at the end of this podcast, I might hint at who I believe this Venom is. I think I talked to you about this. So, first of all, the reason why I think they said you're amazing, because how everyone shits on how Amazing Spider-Man 2 was the worst Spider-Man movie over, 
And I think they were just wanting to make him feel, you know, loved. You're, you're okay, dude. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. Because everyone knows how much the second one sucked. So Yeah, fair enough. But also, too, whenever Tom mentions, oh, I'm in the Avengers. And he's like, the Avengers? That's awesome. Yeah, you have What one, is that? <laughs> and then he's like, are you in a band? Like, is <laughs> which, that? That's awesome. Which is also the callback to Infinity War when Tony tells... Bruce Banner, the Avengers broke up. Broke up. What? Like the, the Beatles? <laughs> like, which was another. So, so great, man. Ugh. But I want to talk about now the final like part of this movie. Where, well, three things left, and then I'll let you. I'll let you rip. So, here's number one, and this is like a small detail that I noticed. That scene where all the Spider-Men are finally on the same page, they're interacting, they're swinging in unison, and they're mm-hmm. finally working together. The point in the, like that scene where, if you notice, each of the Spider-Men, they land in sequence of when they first appeared. Yeah. Toby landed first, Andrew second, Tom in the middle. Mm-hmm. That is front and center, your new Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice little coming of moment, coming of age thing. Mm-hmm. That was dope. Let's also talk about the dive or the fall, depending on the perspective you you look at it. <laughs> but the jump, the jump, if you will. But I like in this moment, you're getting the resolution. You're getting the emotional impact of I'm about to say Toby, but Andrew realizing in this moment. He's about to lose his MJ. He's about to lose the love he, of his he's life. He's about to lose his Gwen because he never. His told. Gwen. Gwen never. Ha- he never had an MJ. He which never Toby had. Toby told him that you would find your MJ, which I thought was a really cute moment. It was. It was. But in that moment, when Tom's jumping down, he gets swept away by Green Goblin. But Andrew comes in to save the day, and that moment, uh, whenever he lands and he's just crying, that and, was cute. That was a cute moment. I mean, talk about like impact of like. Yeah, like he went through that moment. It went wrong because he focused on shooting the web versus actually catching her and diving down. Like it shows you learn from your mistakes there. Mm -hmm. Now, the next big moment, which is another big learning curve for Tom. Before you go. Yes. uh, I love how also um, instead of shooting the web, he actually shot the web behind him to give him that little boost. Showing that he replayed this moment many times in his mm-hmm. head, what, what he could have done to save Gwen. So instead of, sh- and no one caught it, that how he shot the webs behind him to get that booth. I was like, that was a really good moment. He learned, like we said, like, how to fix it. Like, feels like he ran this movie in his head a hundred times every single day of that, which I thought was really, really good. And the tear, too, when he caught oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that moment was just insane. But mm-hmm. the next moment where Tom has Green Goblin's glider. And he's about to just straight up murk Green Goblin. Talk about Korean barbecue shish kebabs on deck. Q, My man's was about to just finish him. Q Spider-Man one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two to a T almost. <laughs> but this is when Toby steps in and stops him. Which I also love because granted um, Tom's character Spider-Man is still in high school. He's really never taken a life before. And so the fact that Spider-Man, the first one to ever take a life by killing Green Goblin, knew the, what kind of homers that would have done for a young kid like him. So like, which, yeah. I thought, which was, I was happy to see it was Tom Holland, not Tom Holland, sorry, Tobey Maguire stopping his 
um, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. It wasn't just Andrew Garfield or Zendaya saying, don't do it. I'm, I'm glad it was Tobey Maguire, the veteran, the one who started this all, um, to be like, dude, don't. Exactly. I mean, like, you, much like you said, it is the old guard teaching the new guard. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, you may be full of rage and everything, but please just hold back. You're never going to come back from this. No, don't let the darkness win. Exactly. And with that being said, too, earlier, whenever they first met, I believe it was Andrew saying, I stopped pulling my punches. Yes. He was full of rage. He was full of vengeance. That's another example right there. But and then I'll let you rip because then we'll talk about we'll talk about multiversal stuff and all that later. But this is my connection to Venom and this is my connection to Morbius. This is everything. I'm going to give it to you. Get get the whiteboard out. Pull it in. Pull it in. I finally can reveal it to the world. But he said, I stopped pulling my punches. I started feeling vengeance, rage, everything. You said taking lives. Now, if you, your eagle-eyed viewers noticed in the Morbius trailer, behind Morbius, there was a, a picture, essentially, of Spider-Man, and it said murderer. But it also had Tobey Maguire's um, outfit. You exactly. You think that was a fake-out? I believe it was a fake-out, but I believe we are looking at the Morbius cinematic universe, or whatever you want to call it, is essentially going to be Andrew Garfield's universe. I also believe... His venom, because he, he he said, I never fought an alien. Mm-hmm. I believe Tom Hardy as Venom is going to be Andrew Garfield's Venom. Also, we speak of the which is actually really cool. I actually like that a lot. Um, you speak about Venom. Let's speak talk about the post credit scene. Before exactly. I, before I rip this movie. <laughs> Everyone was wondering, where the hell is Tom Hardy? Where is he? He was brought in. First of all, people said, how did... Tom Hardy, no Peter Parker, because the only people that know who Spider-Man is. Venom said that in his postcard, all the symbiotes share a multiversal mind. Venom from Tobey Maguire 1 knew who it was, so that's how he got brought in. But the fact that people hated him most, that he wasn't in this movie. He was sitting at the bar while the bartender was telling him about the Avengers, which I love, because if you guys remember, Venom said, we are losers. So what would a loser do? Go out and kill a t- kid, even though that's what teased up and let them be carnage? No. A loser would be going to the bar and getting drunk, which is a perfect characterization of Tom Hardy and Venom, which I thought that makes sense. Yeah, it, why? Why I'm in Mexico. Why would I go all the way to New York and fight <laughs> some kid? Let me get hammered. Exactly. It's a full mood. But I also believe that is why we focused on Venom in California versus not him in New York, Mm -hmm. because that left the door open to say, like, all right, we can take Venom because now we got confirmation that Venom is in the MCU. Because at the end of it, he drops a little. It drops a little little speck. Mm -hmm. So as it stands right now, Tom Hardy is not Tom Holland's Venom. And I believe they don't they wouldn't just make two Venom movies to say all right, like, we're just going to put them back on the shelf in another universe. We're going to actually use them, and this is why I believe Andrew Garfield's Venom, his alien, will be Tom Hardy. Well, the alien that was dropped, though, was on, it was in um, Tom, Tom Hardy, no. Who's, who's, not Andrew Garfield, the... Toby? Not Toby. Tom Holland. Is it Tom Holland? Is that the new Spider-Man's name? 
Tom Holland. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I hope... Ed, um, you said Eddie, it was Thanos. Well, essentially, it was Thanos. Yeah. Oh, as I'm snapping your finger, so... Yeah. Uh, I hope he is Tom Hardy's um, Spider-Man. Even though it doesn't have to be the same one from Venom, his own movie, just that character. I want him to be... Because he's such a good actor. He is. I love Tom Hardy. But um, people are saying that Tom's... Venom could be Flash Thompson, which Flash Thompson. Oh, Agent Forty, Agent Forty Seven. Which I don't like this Flash Thompson. I don't. I don't think I don't. he can be Venom. I, I, I really don't. He, don't. I don't think he could be Flash. Yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, people are saying the next three Spider Men are going to be him in college. This is yeah. where he's going to meet uh, Norman Osborn, Harry Osborn, Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy. So we'll leave that door yeah. open. You know, Spider-Man PS4, that went on to say that Harry is Venom. He's Venom. getting cured by Venom. He's getting cured by Venom. I mean, you leave the door open for many possibilities at this point, but mm-hmm. it, it's worth noting the symbiote is now in the MCU. What happens with it next? We don't know. Nope. But wait, we do know. It's my favorite part of the podcast. I'm going to take off my headphones. <laughs> I it, It's like you're taking my firstborn away from me. It's I'm like, like I'm a- drowning puppies right in front of Kalo. Just like. It really is because I love this movie, man. But I'm going to let you go. You have your right. This is also your pod. So just, <laughs> just do like- it. Rip off the bandaid. Before I go on and before I get crucified by all these Spider-Man fans that are sucking this movie's dick way too hard. Overall, I like this movie. I call it six out of ten. Oof! I, six out of ten is what I'm giving it. Um, I said this. I said this before in the beginning. I'll say it again. One of the biggest issues about this movie is a fan service. It's fan service the movie, in which I hated to a T because this could have been so much more, and it could have been so much better. The other issue I had with this movie. So the first act of this movie was good. When it was just centered with Toby, um, I was about to say Toby, um, Tom Holland as Spider Man, it was good. The second act was bad, um, because that's when you get all the fan service. You get Toby and Andrew and all that, and then the third act, because no fault of his own, the third act was lacking because of the second act. Because the only issue is because Toby and Tom, Toby and Andrew just pop out out of nowhere. Like, we don't know how long they've been there. They just open a portal. Oh, I've been here for a couple of days. Like, I feel like if they had, like, Spider-Man was fighting. Oh, he was talking to um, somebody else. And then you see Andrew Garfield fighting Lizard. He's like, I'm Spider-Man. Explain, like, how they got there. Show them fighting their own. Because you have their villains here. You can have, because when he's fighting Electro, you see Sandman. Coming and help him. Like, it would be cool if Electro was fighting Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. And then and Peter's like, I'm right here, though. Why is there another Spider-Man? Like, explain why these Spider-Mans are here. Because the spell isn't... It's figured that all, everyone that who knows Peter Parker is coming to this universe. How does Toby McGuire... How does that work for Toby and Andrew? Like, do they know... Is it because they know themselves that they're a Spider-Man? That's why in their universe? That's like... Saying that's another big problem. It's the writing of this movie. It's kind of inconsistent with it, and you can't. And you can't. As much as you like this movie, you can't say it's not inconsistent with some parts of the movie with the writing. Like how does Andrew get here? How does Electro get here? Electro even said, "I thought you were black." So this is. There was like a little scene pointed out whenever we seen Electro versus. Um, you told me about this, Andrew Garfield, where Gwen was saying to Peter. 
Spider-Man. She's like, Peter, listen. And then he woke up. He like he was knocked out, but and he, then he woke he, up. He never said Peter Parker, and Electro never met Peter Parker in Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, that's the thing. It, it, that is like, it, grant you as much as I love the movie, and if I had to really sit down and be like, all right, this is what's wrong. Electro is one of them, just because it's like there was never an explicit pu- moment where they were like, oh, he knows, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But to trying to figure out i had something teed up for you and i just completely forgot <laughs> you uh, think I, i'd be ready but yeah, no all right I'll, I'll let you think um yeah another thing was that like i said before i feel like marvel wanted to copy and cash it into the spider-verse mm. they just wanted because we, granted for all we know we knew we thought craven the hunter was gonna come and like i said i would have loved if it was craven the hunter scorpion and uh, vulture just three villains i'm trying to Attack, and then you could have added Peter Parker and Spider Man if you really want to cash in into the Spider Verse. But I feel like self self sustain, no multiverse crisis. Just have Spider Man versus all the villains that are in his universe that know who he is. Um, oh, the, I figured out what I was going to say. For you mentioned the thing about them just plopping Toby and Andrew at the yeah. end of the movie. I do agree they should have gotten more screen time. It's in a movie, and it's hard to do in a movie where you're introducing not only one, but two, but three, but four, but five. You get my drift as far as all these big characters that no one has seen for so many years. It is hard to find a proper balance. And, you know, you always say too much of a good thing is bad. Yes. And I agree with that. And I have a rebuttal for this. because I knew you were going to say this. So I have a rebuttal to your rebuttal. Ooh, <laughs> I like this. Good. Let's um, let's get it going. If this movie was, if this movie, if they wanted to make this a multiverse crisis, I feel like they should have done this in two two different parts. Mm. Part one, part two. Part one could have ended with Aunt May dying, mm. and then you can just open it up with him. The cops are looking for Spider Man. All like the city's and destroyed. It's like if you ever played the he- ultimate Kalo blue balls moment would be that <laughs> as if to say, all right, there's Andrew. <laughs> all right. Next movie in like three years. See you later. No, I was going to say like, if you, you played the Arkham series of Batman, right? Yes. And yeah, you know how our Gotham was destroyed running around with these. If that could have been the beginning of the second movie, like the fr- the end of the first movie is anime dying. So, and then the post credit for that could have been Toby and Andrew coming in and seeing the universe or, or Dr. Strange bringing him like, we need all the Spider-Man's help. And then the second one, you can see Tom just giving up the Spider-Man role. He's like, and may really didn't want me to be Spider-Man for that. Her saying with great, uh, with great power comes with great responsibility, even though that is not the quote. She actually said the right quote from the comic book. Mm-hmm. I felt like that. I feel like that, um, that saying should have gone to Tony when he died at Endgame to Peter Parker. Mm. That could have been his last thing. And then that could have teed up to with um, following him. Be like Toby, to- um, Tony's last thing was because Tony was more of his father figure than anything. And I feel like that would have, for me anyway, as a fan, would have hurt even more than end May saying with great power comes respect. I feel like the last thing Tony says to Spider, to Spider, to Tony, to uh, Peter was with great power comes great responsibility. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a better way? Would, would you, I oh. would have cried. I would have cried if Tony said that to him. It does only for the fact like how big Iron Man was to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And you how know, they you teed said, it up in the second um, Iron Man that that little kid was Tom Harden. 
Yes, yeah, so Holland. Holland. And and you know, you say with with that line coming from Aunt May, I do feel as if it was kind of like, Oh, she's dying. Make her say the line real quick. No yeah. one has said it in this trilogy. Like make her say it because yeah. she's like related to him. She also took a bomb and built like, Oh, can you die now, lady? Come on. Like you're you just they're just stretching her death, which is just like Yeah, I was kind of like I I understood like in the moment whenever uh, Green Goblin like hit her and like yeah. threw the bomb. I was like, all right, she's dead. But like, how is she getting up? How yeah. is she walking around? And then she's like, all right, I'm gonna die right yeah, now. Peace, son. Oh yeah. So what's your what's your next gripe with this movie? So I can cry more. <laughs> um, why? Like I said, well, why did Spider Man show up? Like like I said that right? That was a nitpick of it. Like I wish they explained it. Of like that's like a, a nitpick of a bunch of my movies. I wish they showed. Um, granted, the movie is only a two-hour-long movie, but if they did a two-part, wish they had shown the moment that they are leaving their universe and coming in. Because all we know is the moment that they're dying. Um, Doctor Strange was gonna die no matter what. Doctor Strange, Doc Ock was gonna die because he was gonna. He has a whole U-turn at the end of Spider-Man Two. So I kind of wish that we saw the moment they get out. Also, granted, Andrew Garfield and Tom and Tobey Maguire are much older now in their timeline. Doc Ock even said, you're all grown up, which I almost cried at. I mm. I teared up for that part. But I wish that we would have seen them coming through the portal. That, um, or another big thing, the MacGuffin box. Uh-oh. The MacGuffin box. The box. The box. I just hated it. Well, just one button and everyone goes away. The biggest nitpick of this. Like someone said on the box for long. Yeah. Uh, MJ, if you don't, if I don't come back, or if you don't hear from me, hit the box. So many times she could have hit that button. When she's seeing everyone getting fucked up, she could have hit the button. In the building where Anne May was about to die, she could have hit the button then. There were so many times that they could have hit the button and that could have been it. Like that, there was no reason for the box. Like for me, I feel like the box was just there to put that pressure on if you hit it all these villains are gonna die well i feel it it was that but it was also the thing that kept dr strange in this movie where it was like all right without the box and without you know dr strange this movie would just be like whatever It it wouldn't happen because then you wouldn't have access to the multiverse yeah that box was the thing that kept Doctor Strange and that mystical side of things all together as if to say, you know, you bring about, you know, I always bring about Flashpoint or the um, Crisis on Infinite Earths. That is essentially what I feel Marvel was trying to hint at as far as like, all right, the multiverse broke. So everything is on MCU Prime and which is like the center of Marvel. It's like, this is where everything happens. So that is why I believe Toby and Andrew just kind of showed up because multiverse broke. And then they were kind of like, all right, they're here somehow, some way. Like it was just something they glossed over. But then they were like, ah, people aren't really going to care because they're they're just back. Yeah, there, there's right. not going to be that many DJ Ames out there. They're going <laughs> to really come after us. Um, And then that goes to another thing. Um, Tom Holland, Tom um, Holland is a pussy. He's a giant pussy in this movie. Really? He uh, could have hit the box at any moment. And then MJ, like MJ, like Anne May and Spider-Man 1, oh, you shouldn't do this because your Uncle Ben wouldn't do this. Like guilting him like you shouldn't kill them. First of all, I didn't Simp. say this. Sam, I know, right? Um, first of all, 
can we talk about how Norman Osborn was just stealing the donuts? Like, simple Norman Osborn. I thought that was the best part of that movie. It was really great. Uh, yeah. All right. Here's one thing that, Tom, I'm going to wrap this up as much as possible. I, like I said, I had a long list. Yeah. Another thing Tom Holland could have done to Doctor Strange. Can you make everyone forget Mysterio and everything he said? Mm. That could have just done. Um, uh, <laughs> movie save, over. Movie over. Done. Boom. Save your time credit. Nothing fucking changes. Nothing. The villains get fixed, but they go back to the point where they die. Yeah, I'm like nothing <laughs> fucking changes, which is a big. I wish for a post credit scene instead of um we seeing the Doctor Strange movie, we see these guys getting packed into the universe and we see what happens because they're like, if you don't fix them, they still die. If you fix them, they die. Like lazy writing in that sense. Like that's another issue why I hate. The writing of this movie. Tell me I'm not wrong. No, I, I that was one of the things when I first seen the movie. I'm like, all right, they cured them. But like, let's say Green Goblin goes back to like his moment of death. That glider is coming at him at like Mach 50. Yeah, and um, Do- Spider-Man 2, Doctor Strange, uh, Doctor Strange, once again, Doc Odd still kills himself. He, he fakes his own self at the end of Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And, he's, and he said that he has Spider-Man at throat. So it's like moments before he sacrificed himself. So, which is completely stupid. Sandman fixes himself at the end of Spider-Man 3. Like, so he there was, was like no... already a good guy. Yeah. He just took away his powers. Like, you're a dick. Yeah. Um, uh, the only one I think that makes a difference is Electrode. Yeah. But, um, let's see. Doctor Strange does a spell and the villains go back, which we uh we went through doesn't even matter because we don't see in a, like it's a post-credit. But, like, come on. Like, that, I... <laughs> That's like the biggest thing, like outside of like the plot holes and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like you send them back, but like They're sending them also sending them back. If like we're really talking about timeline business, sending them back also fixes like the whole timeline for Toby and Andrew. Yeah. Moving forward because. Mm-hmm. They're going back without powers, a.k.a. They're going back and not being villains. Yeah. So and then that also fixes up with Loki with the fixed timeline and all these nexus. If that doesn't go, like whatever, I don't even want to talk about that. Um, it hurts you, my head. You you said this. Lizard was the most underused character. He was like, I want to get fixed, even though if you saw Spider Man one, he does get fixed. He's back to being human. But uh, but what do I know, right? Um, but then at the end, he's like, you know what? If shit goes sideways, I'm killing you. And then he's in the truck and. He's here. He just please the cards like, well, time to go bad. Like, that made zero sense. Sandman going evil made zero sense. Um, no, I was saying, I think the premise of them two, like their motive, was Marvel is just saying these guys are villains, they're bad, they're always going to be bad, they're never going to be good. Sandman was good at the end, though, he helped. But then he was like, "Oh, I don't care. I just want to like see my daughter. Like that was it." That's that's so sympathetic. I would do that if I. That doesn't make a person a bad. Whatever. Um, let's see. Okay, now here's one good thing about it: Doc Ock seeing Toby. Yeah, that that warmed my heart. That was a cool interaction. And can we and can we talk about how when they put the chip in, they literally copy scene from scene from amazing from Spider Man Two when he was putting the chip in himself. That was pretty cool. That was they took notes from that. They did. Uh, and then the final thing, Daredevil on the end for 30 seconds. Like, I wanted to see a court setting. I wanted to see him being like, 
blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he, even though he killed a villain, he saved you from the vulture. He saved the town. Like, show us something. that This is why I feel like this movie should have been a two-part movie and had more time. This is the most overhyped movie, and it's the biggest letdown Damn. of a movie. And But as many people call me Negative Nancy, um, oh, Nasty Nancy, as my friends call me, there are some awesome parts of the movie, like I said. Uh, Toby and Tom, Toby and Andrew had a great chemistry. They were just like born to play with each other, and they go off. One funny thing was, you remember where Aunt Tom, um, Tom Holland, Hardy, no Holland, ah, it ran into his room and he was closing the window, and yeah. you saw him close the window, the shine, and went back up, and then he shot thing. That was actually ad libbed because that he the thing wasn't supposed to go up. <laughs> and Tom Holland was like, "Wait, I'm Spider-Man. I could just whip it." So, it, they he did the whip, and then post credit scene in the post um, edits, they actually give him the web shooter to shoot him, which I thought was pretty funny. That's but great. Did I make you cry? What uh, for I'm your de- for your negativeness? Yeah, yeah. I you had like normally with you. Anybody who listens to this podcast knows you you gripe to stoke the fire. You don't gripe because there isn't a sol- like a solid argument behind it. You're just kind of like, you know what? I feel like messing up that person's day. I'm gonna do it. He's a good person though. But in this, like I all did, of, I, it's only because I'm a comic book and yeah, like I, you have a basis behind everything you said. I agree with everything as far as it goes, but I still believe like looking at it retrospectively, it could have gone a lot worse and it could have been better. But want, what we got you, was great. It was okay. I wouldn't say it was great. I would say it was okay. Um but would you would you have wanted this to be a two part movie? Being a two part movie would mean we see a lot more story fleshed out, which I'm all for. But I feel as if the reveal for Toby and Andrew had to have been in the first part. It has so. to be. I don't think so. I feel like it could have ended on Ant-Man dying and going through this dark and giving up. You can copy Spider-Man 2's I'm Spider-Man no more. These people want to turn their back on me. Why should I risk helping them while uh, Doc Ock, Green Goblin, destroying my city? They don't care about me, but going believing a villain. Like They could have done so much more with this movie. He could have ended at that scene where um, it's right after Ant-Man dies and like uh, Tom Holland's looking at building. yeah. He's on the building looking up at like J. Jonah Jameson going on the rant about mm-hmm. like, oh, Spider-Man and blah blah blah. Could have ended right there. One Nick Pick. Ned being a wizard. I did not like that at all. That was another bomb um MacGuffin just to bring Toby and Tom Hyle and um Andrew Garfin and that give, I believe the Hobgoblin's make- still at play here. I, I, I think so too, since he doesn't know who he is, and then I, I give him that. Mm, this movie makes me mad. But well, you, know what doesn't we... make... well, you know what doesn't make me mad? What doesn't make you mad? What... Listening to the Morka Get Comfy podcast episodes every Friday, Sunday, and Wednesday at 10 a.m. Yeah, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can catch the Get Comfy podcast, the Get Comfy Game Break, and the Get Comfy Lowdown on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and of course, the Believe Podcast Network. I think it's time we find a way home here at the Get Comfy podcast, and we will see you guys next time. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.